Hey, this is JT from The Game Crafter, and you're listening to the All Us Geeks podcast. All right, now we got something a little special. We got a geeking out topic for you. (laughs) Special in a special way. Now, now. (laughs) Our geeking out topic today uh, is is actually going to be Megan and Sarah. They're taking over the podcast. Jordan and I are going to leave the room. But we'll be watching. Yeah, we'll camera. be watching. <laughs> this is this is a live feed, live stream, live stream. Google Hangout. <laughs> I, got, I got Skype running right now. So if you hear laughter outside the room, you know what it is. But the geeking out topic is basically going to be Megan and Sarah are going to talk about what it's like to uh, be with us wonderful geeks and what that means to them. Uh, the the highs, the lows. All that good stuff. And we're going to leave the room and let them do that. And then I will be seething while I uh, while I edit. And I'll be hitting up Jordan. Do you... Ah, how could you say that? Oh, and then, they have uh, such and then, little faith in us. I know they do. And then next podcast, the Geeking Out topic will be our response. Hmm. You were wrong. <laughs> yes. Well, I have my approved script that Jordan gave. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I knew I forgot to do something. See? <laughs> All right, ladies, we're going to take off. Oh, it's about time. Yeah. Now we can get yeah. some high-quality podcasting. <laughs> so, you have a script. This I have is a script. Awesome. <laughs> well, I, I had a little time to think about this. Because I, you some intro or something? No, I don't, I don't think people care. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care if we want to enter. Okay, well... I, I could say by way of an introduction, I'm not completely ungeek myself. Um, I'm not like a comics and games geek as much as like an orchestra geek, uh, literature, crafts, movies, um, maybe more of a nerd than a geek, I guess. Um, and I, I guess I'm old enough to be from the generation where uh, geek was not really a positive thing. It was a pretty negative uh, connotation, <laughs> but that has changed over the years, and and um, uh, I think people look at that in, as more of a status thing <laughs> than uh, than a negative. Yeah, well, I think in some ways it's almost a positive too. I mean, yeah. just with geek culture and nation, I think mm-hmm. it's been just more widely accepted. But I didn't even really realize there was a difference between the geek, the nerd, and the dweeb, I guess, is... I can't remember oh, the that's third. That's a good one. But Dweebs. until I met Jeff. And he showed me the diagram. <laughs> which is... One sign that you're with a geek. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say. Because I made the mistake of calling somebody a nerd. He's like, that's not a nerd. And here's my nice... I think they call them a Venn diagram where like we the really circles had... are over. Oh, yeah. Wow. I think somewhat of a joke, but it's still... He should put that on the website. I think it's on his Facebook page. Oh. <laughs> or it's, well, no, well, he it probably should also will. be on the website as reference material. So it's definitely been life lessons since I met Jeff. Growing up, I was always the nerd. Yeah, The me school too. nerd. And I was never, it was always the band geeks, mm-hmm. nerds. I mean, that was sort of mm-hmm. the differential for me. Yep. Not realizing we probably were all sort of the same. Yeah. And, then, and then I think Jeff's point through this podcast, too, has been, you can geek out about anything. Right. It's just being passionate about something and that's sort of that's, geeking out. And so yeah. with that, I'm like, well, if that's the case, I mean, obviously I'm a huge movie cinephile <laughs> freak. <laughs> and so I always figure I'm like a big movie geek. I've never been into like the actual comics, but I like 
the idea of comics. I've never been a collector, I should say. I like um, the comic movies like Thor I and Avengers. <laughs> so I, and I, yeah, I mean, so and I like any a wide variety of movies. I love music, that kind of thing. I feel and TV. I'm a big TV geek. Mm-hmm. Board gaming is you could probably tell by my experience tonight on the podcast. I'm not a board game geek, and in fact, the only games we grew up with were like Trivial Pursuit, Monopoly. Which same here. People yep. keep telling me those aren't board games. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that's been one thing, being with the geek, is I, I've been uh, soundly chastised for referring to those as games. Yes, uh, heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. Games. I even pondered it, say, hey, can we play Clue? <laughs> I will get a look of derision. <laughs> Clue. And Monopoly. Oh, that's just like you dragged, dragged dog poop through the house. Pretty much. Actually, no, I think that would probably look favorably on compared to me even mentioning Monopoly. Yeah. So that was a whole lesson for me, which is that's not, you know, this is board game culture. This is, you know, the whole RPGs, the whole... LARPing was a whole new term for me. Oh, yes. I've learned a lot of acronyms. (laughs) We learned so many vocabulary words. Which is, you know, the the literature geek in me I really like. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's definitely been eye-opening, mm-hmm. especially when I first started dating Jeff is when Gamers Reunion was still going on. And in <laughs> fact, one of our first, I think, major like going away together was to do Gamers Reunion, <laughs> which was so romantic. <laughs> in fact, I think that was the second gaming convention he took me to. <laughs> Well, for the geeks out there, that's a good way to tell if you've found your, your soulmate or found a match. If you consider that a, a romantic getaway and they don't object or stop seeing you, you, you probably have something there. So. Yeah, so that's, yeah, you don't have vacations, you have gaming right. conventions. <laughs> right. Which is, fun. and that was a totally, an introduction to a different culture that I've never been introduced to, mm-hmm. which I've really, you know, the nicest people I've met, mm-hmm. I just, it's just been really interesting. Gamers Reunions was just a blast. Mm-hmm. And for a non-gamer to actually have fun, yeah. like, it was amazing. I didn't play a game at the gaming conventions, but I had but a good time. But you felt welcome. It did. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, so that's where I go. I'm really, that's one of the perks mm-hmm. of living with a geek is you definitely get your eyes open to new communities and new cultures, mm-hmm. and which I never had any I mean, my connotation of that was, you know, the old-fashioned Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like yep. The whole That's, freaks and geeks. Yes. That was my sort of introduction. Mm-hmm. Or the magic players. Like, yeah. that was just something I... Yep. That's when I first started getting involved with Jordan. He caused me to go out and buy many packages of magic card <laughs> booster packs of magic cards. and As anniversary gifts. <laughs> No, for myself, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> I just wanted to fit in. <laughs> You're just trying to do things that he likes. Yes, I was trying to find common interests, and, and it was fun. So, And I still, we every once in a while, we play, not very often. but So, yeah, I've been introduced to a lot of interesting new things. And that's one thing with, with geek culture is sometimes it comes off as a little bit elitist you know the, mm-hmm. the differences between the different types of geeks and and you know of course like star wars versus star trek and yeah. you know you don't god forbid you mix it up and yeah. you know we of course would never make such a mistake oh, heaven that's no never god. so <laughs> there's all that kind of almost elitist superiority kind of thing but at the bottom of that is very friendly 
yeah. welcoming, accepting people. They, yeah. they may be sticklers for terminology, but, but they're very forgiving. They are. At the end of the day. Well, and, and a lot of sarcasm over it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they may never let you forget it, but they, you know, uh, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll say it in good fun and not maliciousness. No. Or malice, which yeah. would be a better word, I suppose. Yeah, works for me either way. <laughs> <laughs> That's very forgiving of you, Megan. <laughs> I've learned. I would never have been this forgiving five years ago. <laughs> yeah, patience, patience. Patience. Patience oh, grows. Well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of patience that comes with living with a geek, though, I think, too. Yes, yes. But like going to a comic or gaming store with them, you must be patient. Yeah, and that I Because you even... could be there a while. Yeah, but it's the whole, there's a reason why we have a shared calendar on Google. <laughs> when you have, you know, two nights of podcasting every other week, editing, and then yes. gaming nights. Night. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry, our six-year-old nephew, Jordan, can't come to your concert. It's game night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my, you know, my larger family has learned to accept having a, a gamer geek in their life too so oh yeah it's been a growing experience for everyone <laughs> and, and an educational one try you Very. know my parents my family has had no idea of mm-hmm. like board gaming or anything like that so trying to explain to them they're like so did they just sit around and play risk all day i mean that's their <laughs> idea of tabletop gaming right. and trying to explain that to them has been interesting which is um my sister actually my younger sister worked at gamers reunion the last one mm-hmm. And her and her friend came down, which was hilarious. Because I mean, these guys are no, I mean, not at all. My sister works at Gander Mountain, you know. <laughs> it's like, and uh, she was she was really thrilled to see the gaming culture too and meet everybody. Mm-hmm. And just was like, I she just kept saying, you know, I had no idea this is what it was yeah. like. And it's like, yeah, and this is just a smidgen of what's out there. So yeah, it's so educational. That's yes. what we've learned. And if you know, if you're the type of person who uh, gets embarrassed if you have to explain to your parents that you're getting a this new wood and glass beautiful curio cabinet, not for China in your dining room, <laughs> but rather for statues of comic book heroes. If if that's going to make you uncomfortable, then you should not be with a geeky guy or that's a person. True. If you're going to be embarrassed about explaining to coworkers that you're on your own for the weekend because your husband's going to Gen Con or a Warhammer tournament or whatever, you're, that's not the life for you. you. You best just get out. If you're going to be worried about what people are going to think, yeah. then you're missing the rewards. But, you know, at the same time, it's sort of an opportunity to teach them, too. Oh, very much so. It's yeah, like, like I said, my family's actually been pretty uh i i think they kind of are impressed by all the different things that jordan gets involved in and i think they that shows a lot of creativity and like you were saying before when we were talking about the game imagination and and (laughs) they're very imaginative extremely you know those are some of the benefits there's there's a, a, a there's a few downsides here and there there's the jealousy factor that um not of other women or people necessarily I'm totally jealous but, of Jordan and the time he spends with Jeff yeah that's where I was going exactly it's like so uh you don't have time to go with me but you're going to Jeff's again to record another po- okay fine that's fine so if you can cope with a little bit of jealousy and yeah. and sometimes playing second fiddle to other activities but I you know 
course, I do the same thing to Jordan with some yeah. of my stuff. So you, you have to not want to be the center of their universe every second oh. of the day because that's not going to happen. <laughs> well, and, I th- I, and I compared a lot to like any other hobby. Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up with, you know, we always call them um, hunting widows. Mm-hmm. And so oh, it's yeah. sort of like the same mentality, yeah. which is, you know, there's just going to be certain times. And that's just... That's more of the general relationship, not necessarily geek. I mean, yep. I think you just have to accept this is just a set, you know, another hobby or whatever. Totally. But, mm-hmm. you know, in, in other ways, though, too, it's like, um, I feel like I get to be a bit more of a geek than I probably have ever been able to be <laughs> because Jeff allows that. It's like, you it know. It ups your geek um, cred. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've always been like a fan of Star Wars, but, <laughs> you know, now you look at my house, I have Star Wars memorabilia, yeah. I have a blanket. Like, ooh, I she's have, a you know, Star Wars chains. geek. <laughs> you know, I, I always say, I'm like, yeah, I can sort of let my inner, you know, my freak flag fly yeah, now because yeah. I've been allowed to. But, you know, living with a geek mm-hmm. is interesting because mm-hmm. it's like, I always say, you know, I get daily packages at my house and I'm not a post office <laughs> or a UPS store. Um, we have more styrofoam <laughs> in our basement than I think most post offices. You will never though. want for green peanuts. Never. <laughs> and trying to get rid of them is like... They're everywhere. They're like cockroaches. Yeah. And boxes... I always tell people, I'm like, if we had to box up the house, I have enough boxes, I think, three times <laughs> over down in our basement. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, stuff like that, that's just, I find it sort of quirky and interesting. Yep. Our random boxes of games hanging around. <laughs> um, uh, rules. I'll find rules just randomly laid about. In uh, the bathroom. That's, yeah. That's it. <laughs> it's usually, you know, on the table. It's not, it's not random mails in junk mail sitting around. It's right. random rules Real and books. cards and, you know, play, you know, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. But that your house definitely gets sort of overwhelmed with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you have to be willing to make space oh, uh, in um, your life, but also You mean in like your turning house. a spare bedroom into a podcast Just recording like studio? That. Exactly like that. <laughs> yes. Or the aforementioned curio cabinet. Exactly. In a china cabinet. This is why we can't have nice things. We can't have nice things. They're just all comic related. Well, okay, that's all right. Can you at least get China with yeah. like comic book heroes on them? Ooh, that's, a, you know, that's a really good idea. That could be a million dollar idea. We could. I mean, why not? Yeah. I'm sure they have them. Uh, What's the, what's the, you know, Lennox, Lennox is missing the boat. They need to do a comic themed run of their China. I know there's like glassware. Oh yeah. Oh, we have that too. So at least it looks like you. (laughs) Oh, grown up dishes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My mom gave me my old Snoopy glasses that you got for like Burger King. I'm like, they'll fit right up there next to our walking dead glasses. Game of Thrones. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Nope. You just... Yeah. And there's always stuff for people to talk about when they come to your house. Like a giant wooden die. Exactly. People come in and they see very interesting things sitting on the shelves and... Or, you know, a stuffed meeple doll. Yes. Yes. I am very jealous of your stuffed (laughs) meeple. It may disappear some night. Yeah. It's amazing the amount of kitsch... I guess mm-hmm. that's out there and that we've discovered. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even like our salt and pepper shakers or Dr. Who, or the Dr. Who. Oh yeah. The TARDIS, the TARDIS and mm-hmm. the, the Dalek. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yes. <laughs> See, I know all I'm, these words I'm now. <laughs> I've just started barely watching Dr. Who. I never season. watched it when I was a kid because it was on PBS and yeah. it was British and we didn't watch that stuff in my house. <laughs> but 
Uh, no, I love it. I, you know, that was one of the first things Jordan made me watch. So he made me watch this, and now I love it. So. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff tried the like the the reboot, and that first one I just couldn't quite get into. But this new season, oh, I can't yeah. get enough. I just love, you know, Matt Smith and the character of Clara. And don't tell Jordan that. What? <laughs> he's he's frustrated with this season. He didn't you? Now on the last podcast, there oh. was a rant about it. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> and spoiler alert. Oh, wait, that was a previous podcast. <laughs> anyway, for Megan. Except for Megan. <laughs> I'm a little behind. That's okay. Yes, and that's that's one thing. I have, you know, extra responsibilities now. I have extra things to watch, extra yes. things to listen and keep up to date on, and I'm definitely always behind the eight ball on that one. I, I feel your pain. It's and it, it's fun stuff. Oh, absolutely. It's always good stuff, you know. And But there's always suggestions for books to read or uh, movies. What? And, you haven't watched that? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> How can you have never have seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer? <laughs> well, that's just true. How have you never watched Buffy? Come on. I always say there's that period of time when I was in law school that was just a black hole. So Yeah, yeah I got to give you that. Yeah, that's... but everybody I talk to, that's on, it's on my <laughs> shelf. Right now we're working on Fringe. Oh, yeah, that's See? a good one. Yeah, I we're working. Well, that and that was one of the things that when I was thinking about this, I, I know I will never in my life with Jordan ever be bored. I will oh. never lack for something fun and interesting to do because I I will run out of energy far be far before I run out of anything else. That's very true. There's always going to be some sort of entertainment value. Yes. I mean, everybody, I la- they laugh at me. Jeff's a huge movie and Blu-ray collector. Yes, yes as he, he can, is. <laughs> Again, my basement is no longer storage. It's storage for the Blu-ray. It's a movie library. It is a movie library. It's alphabetized. Which is really which cool. fun to do. Yeah. And I'm actually being serious because I like to alphabetize stuff. But that would be fun. See, yeah. that's the nerd in me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we have so many movies to watch, so many series to watch, yeah. that it's like we have a full bookshelf dedicated to things we haven't even watched yet and so when i tell people they come over to the house they're like oh my god you have so many movies it's like no those are the stuff that are to watch those are in my queue <laughs> exactly it's like no we have everything this else. is a small portion of our yeah, yeah well i i laugh because a lot of people are like oh do you, do you have netflix or whatever and i'm like yeah i used to but then i started dating jeff and he's become my own personal netflix yep. i don't need to pay. Netflix. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, any movie you want, we Saves me it. eight bucks a month. Exactly. Except for all the money we spent on the movie. Oh, yeah, never mind. There's that too. Well, then now it's like, I had to get it because I'm an Arrested Development freak. Oh. So it's like, I had to get it because I had to watch that. I haven't seen all of that yet. Oh. I've only seen a couple of them. It's on my list. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> there was a, that becomes a common phrase. It's on my list. Exactly. <laughs> but, oh, the, I, I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. I mean... Oh. This season has been, it's great. That's, I, I want to get caught up so I can watch the new season because I've heard it's really. It's hilarious. I mean, yeah. And that's more very in line with my, like, comedy. Yeah. It's yeah. just very. Yeah, that's, I was more of a sitcom kind of person. Sci-fi, I kind of liked, but it wasn't yeah. something I would pick first. And now, you know, Fringe and Doctor Who and all these different shows have become more of the staple. And then every once in a while, I watch a sitcom too. <laughs> yeah. No, and you're right on. I used to love love sitcoms, loved even dramas and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But and there's stuff I would never have touched before, like Firefly. Mm-hmm. I just had really I didn't know about it, and that was one of the first things Jeff introduced me to. And it's mm-hmm. like now it's 
I'm a complete yeah, that's fanatic. That's my favorite. I mean, one of my all-time favorite shows ever. There's a reason why fight. our dog is named Zoe. Zoe. What do you know? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it, but it's those things that I just have really mm-hmm. been introduced to through living with a geek that well, I don't think I ever would have had normally in my normal yeah. walk of life. And I think you really hit on it uh, when you talked about the passion. You know, that you can have a passion for a lot of things, but I think what kind of differentiates uh, geeks, and you know, in air quotes, is the, the passion and the level of passion that they're willing to put into, you know, movies or a series yeah. or gaming or whatever it is that, they, that they're intrigued with is just that, that fire for those yeah. topics and, and the willingness and the desire to share it with other people and, and be with other people that like those same things. It makes it a very... You know, Jordan always jokes around that he's very antisocial and he, <laughs> all these things, but it's a common theme in our house yeah, too. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny that people who consider themselves as kind of antisocial, which is sort of a, a, a geek yeah. stereotype thing, is they're socially awkward or they they just don't like people or you know they're misanthropic oh, yeah. and all this stuff and introverted. Yeah, well, introverted. Laugh. That's like, my word because it sounds so fancy, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I always laugh because people who meet Jeff, he's like, oh, he's so quiet. He's yeah. so shy. And it's like, oh, you have no idea. Get him in his podcast. Right. <laughs> get him in the right setting. Exactly. And, you, yeah. it's, you, you get on a topic and it's you're going to be amazed. But And it is, like you said, it does open a lot of dialogue. Like mm-hmm. even with people, it's funny now that if you find somebody that, even a stranger, if you find that common link, like if, mm-hmm. I mean, I have like one of my co-workers his husband is a huge comic bookie like mm-hmm. i guess the biggest one and so when i had mentioned like my love of comics his wife is like oh my god you gotta talk to my <laughs> husband so now it's like every year we i look forward to the christmas to party because it's like oh i can talk to him about this yeah. or, or like and she hates like hates with a passion so she's rolling her eyes Any and walking comic away book and movie <laughs> oh. like she hates it she hates oh she gosh. will complain all the nights and days about it even the really good ones like she just i think part of it is she just likes to hate it because her husband loves it so much yeah so kind of is there yeah and so it's like we recently ran into him and they were leaving star trek she's like this is the worst movie ever the new star trek (laughs) and i'm like i can't wait to see it and and her husband was just like it was so awesome and so we were all we had like a total geek moment in the comic book store mind you at the mall of course (laughs) because that's the place you go to you gotta hang out but it's fun because you know but like i said it just opened up that sort of relationship with us just to Mm -hmm. be like here's our common interest and he's as much of a geek as anybody and so passionate about it and once you see that there's just this instant respect i think Mm -hmm. that you know oh and i feel that way with a lot of why i usually say movies i'm the movie geek Mm -hmm. i have some of my close friends it's like that's all we talk about you know it's like this is it it's oh my god have you seen this movie you know and well, that's a, I, where I work. A lot of the the other staff are older than me, believe it or not, <laughs> almost all of them. <laughs> and we got a, a couple of new staff this year who are actually younger than me. And that's been one of the really fun things. Is they're both kind of geeky too, and yeah. and you know we work at a library, and <laughs> well. so you know, um, and they're you know the movies and the and yeah. the same type of books, and and that's it's just been so fun having having. Um, people with that same kind of passion oh. again because you know now being with jordan all these years it's 
you get it, used to it. You and, do. And, <laughs> and then when you don't have anybody around that you can talk about, you know, movies or anything like that, it's kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, there is, it's sort of that, like that water cooler moment is what they used to call it. And you just yeah. don't have those anymore. And I know, no. like, one of my staff members just started watching Walking Dead. And mm-hmm. this season, it was like Monday, she's like, you're the only person I know who watches the show. Oh my God, can you believe this? It's like, you have no idea. So we get all excited. And then we have a new staff member now too. And he's been hilarious because he's all into this same movies and TVs. And he and his wife are watching Game of Thrones. And okay. neither of them had read the book. So every Monday, I'm always like, oh my God, did you watch it? Yes, I don't understand what's going on. And so it's been a lot of fun. And, I, and, I, and, and getting back to, I suppose, the topic at hand, which is, you know, I don't think I would have ever had that same line of communication. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always talked about movies. I've always talked about TV, but there's a different level. Kind of um, only if it happened to come up, like a, yeah. you were talking to somebody and somebody walked by with a movie poster. Yeah. Oh, hey, have you seen that? Well, and it, <laughs> it well, doesn't just, often happen. It's a, okay, it's okay to be passionate about it. It's right. like, you know, it's mm-hmm. okay to be a geek. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it is. Yep. Before, it was just like, oh, yeah, I saw that movie. It's good. Da, da, da. And now it's like, oh, my God. And I, I think that's been one of the one of the best benefits of being with a geek is it sort of does give you that freedom like you were yeah. you were saying before it, it lets you kind of let your freak flag fly and yeah. all that kind of stuff it, it, it I think people who are are geeks are pretty comfortable in their own skin yeah and can really share that with other people and in the right situation the right setting and and don't worry about oh people are going to think I'm you know weird if I talk about this or whatever they just don't worry about that and and that's really uh, I think that's a good thing (laughs) oh it's it's freeing I think you hit it it's it's freeing what else is on your script well my uh, my (laughs) script also says that loving a geek may be easy but it's not cheap (laughs) I don't even know if we should go there oh I hear that (laughs) but but again it's like any hobby hunting fishing You know, all those things can be very expensive. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, people who love NASCAR, they're going to pay all kinds of money to go see the races. Yep. And, and Traveling. You know, yeah. There's a cost to anything. Football fanatics are yeah. going to, you know, get their season tickets, and they're going to be expensive. And so, you know, it's not peculiar to, to geeks and, and comic book fans and gamers, but yeah. but it is definitely a factor that you have to be willing to dedicate a certain portion of your income to <laughs> to things that some people may consider toys and dolls. <laughs> the miscellaneous entertainment yeah, portion of your exactly. budget is outweighed by most other things. Is that what we're talking about? Yes, yes, it, yeah. it is. It's, uh, we actually have been doing a project to track our household costs, yeah. and, and that was a little scary seeing our, our grocery budget being a small percentage of what is spent on <laughs> miscellaneous entertainment. So. I like that. Yes. Yeah. It's, we laugh. And I, I think Jordan and you were talking about the first world problem thing. Yes. Part of me goes, you know, we're lucky. I oh. mean, we are lucky. We're able to spend this money yes. on the things we enjoy like this. I mean, Very it's not so. like, and it, and like Jeff says, you know, if it ever came the time where obviously necessities need to come first, we're just lucky to be right, able to. Right. You're going to pay your mortgage. <laughs> things like that or whatever but you got it is funny to see how much money <laughs> and when i go down funny and sad <laughs> like for instance having to review your you know home insurance to go okay do we have enough coverage for our dvds downstairs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the things where you're like you know when you tell your insurance agent 
Oh yeah, we have a lot of miscellaneous stuff. We need stuff. a special writer we, for we a need comic. A special writer for um, our entertainment stuff. <laughs> they sort of, you know, give you like, oh, oh, okay. You mean what about jewelry? <laughs> jewelry? <laughs> well, I have a uh, firefly pendant. Exactly. <laughs> you know, my Hunger Games. My Hunger Games pin. <laughs> I have my Harry Potter wands. They're not really jewelry, but... They are accessories with the right outfit. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, but there's a lot of expense to it. But And then, you know, part of it's my own fault. I love going to movies. There's just It's a period... I like to do it. Jeff's would, escape, total escape. Jeff yeah. would rather stay at home because he's always like, you know, we have the great surround sound, we have the great yeah. TV, and, and I, nobody crunching popcorn it, in your ear because that never ends. Or the kids running up and down, or yes. the smelly people next to me, which happened to me at <laughs> Iron Man three, which is oh, why I had to go sad. see it twice so I could actually see the movie. <laughs> but there is that experience I've always enjoyed all my life of actually going to the theater, yeah. and so you know, and he's pretty good about going and. But that's expensive. I mean, yeah. movies. Oh yeah, is not movies are not oh, cheap. But no. you know, especially this time of year where I'm like every weekend there's something coming mm-hmm. out. But you have to be, you know. Again, it's that passion. You know, I would rather spend the money on something like that than clothing mm-hmm. or yep. jewelry yep. or you know, well maybe not shoes, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe not shoes. <laughs> but and that's where I go. You know, it's really about what you're passionate about yep what else do we have well i i think i like what you said too about it adding to your to-do list and (laughs) for me it it does sometimes you know we talked a lot about the good things about being with a geek but there's also a few drawbacks like trying to get ready for work and then you get the oh i got a video you have to see (laughs) come over here right now and watch i gotta go to work no just come here it's a two-minute video it won't oh okay so (laughs) i don't know if that's an experience you've had but it happens almost daily at my house i get it you know the 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 link on facebook or the message and it's like it's during the workday. Yeah, um, go watch this right now. I can't. Uh, can I hold off on that? Jeff's pretty good, but yeah. he, it's like, did you see that link I posted today? I'm like, honey, I didn't even open my Facebook account. <laughs> you know, it's they do frown on that when they're paying you by the hour. <laughs> yeah, and then there's the whole like, well, the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to listen to the podcast to hear what we said. That I get that every week. So how, how'd the podcast go? What did you guys talk about? Well, you have to listen to it. If you it. listen to it, you'll know. Exactly. Well, and I get the, the response I always get about the podcast is I'll comment on something, and then I get that you know there's a venue for your comments. <laughs> and because I'm too lazy to go online and put a comment on the webpage, I am barred from making any sort of statements in relation to the podcast. See, I think I'd be careful, too, on that yeah. situation, because Jeff would be like, we do have an extra microphone. You can join us. <laughs> and, well, I don't mind doing this once in a while. Yeah. 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 Well, and I'm... I'm just not uh, as free with my opinions as as Jordan likes to be with his, and I don't yeah. know. I uh, yeah, I don't mind doing it once in a while, but it's not my passion. I'll put it, it that exactly. way. It's, I'm opinionated, and I don't mind sharing it. But then <laughs> I prefer to do it this way. As you, most of you probably see in the video, I am not on air personality. <laughs> I tend to just sort Neither. of act like a 
you know jeff always laughed at me so the cheesy smile I'm like i can't help it there's a camera in front of me my you know growing up it was always like camera smile and yeah. smile big because well, we're dad, both smiling right now exactly aren't we? nobody can even see exactly us. <laughs> but no i get what you mean by you know there's some yeah and then we ha- we have the argument of what's the next to watch like there's things that i think he needs to see and he's just like eh, no you're oh, gonna yeah. see this first yeah and it's i'll like, read that if you'll read this yeah. oh geez i'm always big on like how can you have not watch lost right. and he's always like now i think it's more of just like i'm never gonna watch lost <laughs> but it's, yeah so i feel like sometimes there's trade-off there well and he's much more particular I guess one would say critical of movies and series than I am. So there's always that. And I think people who are in the geek culture hold things to a higher standard to some degree in regards to movies and and so forth. Because I think they see so much more of it than the average person that I think they, I don't know if that's the reason, but it seems like he holds things to a higher standard. I'll be like, oh, did you like that movie? I thought it was pretty good. No, that was terrible. This and this and this and this. (laughs) And he just picks it apart. And I'm like... Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I, I, I thought it was good, but all right. <laughs> yeah, there's, so, yeah. you mean like a Game of Thrones? <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. Just like Game of Thrones. No, this season, it's been, God, I don't remember that. That's because it didn't happen in the book. <laughs> you know, that's exactly the same conversation at my house. And yep. so there's a lot of that kind of. So, did that happen? No, it did not. Okay. Exactly. And so. <laughs> You get a little chastised for not remembering exact details of things. The I line, think, are you even watching the same movie as me? <laughs> um, you said that to my mother once after a movie. Were you even in the same theater as <laughs> She didn't talk to him for days. Did it he was, even notice, though? Not really, no. He was not bothered by that. That's hilarious. Yeah, that, I get that a lot. I get the, um, hey, Jeff is... He'll remember movie quotes like nothing. And oh, yeah. I, and Jeff and I laugh because I'm the, I love details about like who the producer was, who's the producer's like cameraman, and who's, yeah. you know, who is the actor, who is, you know, there. I'm really into And all that. the connections between. Yeah, yeah. I'm really into that aspect of it. He'll say movie line and I'll look at him with a blank stare and he's just like, oh, you're so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or he'll at go least you and, get that. I just get the sigh. <laughs> God, he was, for when we first started dating, he did this whole setup every, for like, God, for every time he'd catch me, and it was like a line, like a group of lines from Clerks. Yeah, and he was like, "You fall, you walk right into it every time," and I'm like, "I don't realize you're trying to screw with me when I'm talking to you on a regular basis." I kind of thought you'd just be listening and responding like exactly. a normal human being, not with movie quotes. <laughs> Yeah, that's another thing about being with a geek. You can have an entire conversation purely of movie quotes. Oh, yes. And other people wouldn't even know it because they're not quotes that anybody else would remember. It's not like you can't handle the truth. It's like little obscure things. Yeah. It's like, what? That's a movie quote? It's like, what would he say today? I like apples or whatever? I like apples. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I was just like, okay. There is, I have to say, and I will admit this, and Joe's gonna, Jeff's going to probably laugh about this, but there's sometimes he'll say things and I just sort of giggle and nod my head. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of smiling and nodding involved. Like, yes, dear. Yeah, um, because it's a lot shorter conversation. It is. <laughs> I, and I always say, you know, I only have so much memory in my brain that I can't process it all so yeah. quickly. But 
I wonder if that's something particular to IT geeks, because I don't know that, do they have to remember a lot, or is it all just there in the computer for them to look up when they need it for work, so they don't need all that space for work things? I don't know. They'd probably be offended by me saying that. No, and... Jeff has tried to explain many times what exactly he does. Oh, Jordan too. And I have no I idea. I still haven't. I just tell people he codes and programs, yeah. and in, then when they look at me with the blank stare, I just sort of shake my head and go, "Yeah." <laughs> and then he can't fix my computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how many times I've asked Jordan to help me move my iTunes onto my external hard drive. He claims to have shown me. I have no recollection of this. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. And he refuses to help me. Oh, no, like, that's just me. What is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. It's like if you had like something else you had to move in the house that was too heavy. Yeah. I would help him. Exactly. If he needed to learn a song on the violin, I would help him with that. If he needed a place to put I his would... geek statutes, you would find yes. a curio cabinet Yes, for I certainly would. <laughs> I certainly would. But no, my iTunes sit <laughs> precariously on my very old creaky laptop any day going to die and take all of my loved music and audiobooks with it. And that's hilarious. And it will be his fault. Jeff helped me do that with mine. So Aww. if you need to borrow Jeff, I'll borrow him. All right. Okay. I'd have to arrange some traded <laughs> trade trade time there. What do I get with Jordan? I don't know. That's what that's gonna be the hard part. <laughs> He's at my house most every he Tuesday. Is over here. So. Yeah, feel free to just, you know, ask him randomly to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Clean up after the dogs in the yard. I, I, yeah, I always feel he bad. He has many talents, but I... For, I always feel bad he, his allergies go to oh, yeah. the dogs, so I don't yeah. want him to do that. Anyway, true. sorry we got off topic Yeah, a little, little bit, sorry. <laughs> to Jeff, who's um. editing this. <laughs> <laughs> That was not me, honey. It was. It was it was Megan. She did it. Yeah, the whole idea of LARPing and cosplay. I don't there's I'm kinda relieved that Jordan wasn't that deep into those oh. things. He he knows people in that yeah. world, but he's not necessarily one of them. Not so that there's anything wrong there's with that. There's nothing wrong with nothing it. Nothing wrong with not that. Not at, at all. all. But to come from not having any knowledge of that lifestyle. Yeah. That would have then, scared me a little. Yeah, it was it was eye opening. We fear change. <laughs> We do. <laughs> you know. So I think it's very interesting. I think the people sure. who are into that certainly seem to enjoy it. And, oh, yeah. And um, it's it's fascinating. But I, I have to admit to being a little bit relieved that he's not into that particular yeah. part of it because I think it takes up even more of the time and energy and resources than, than some, although the miniatures painting the warhammer yeah, stuff see, and the, oh, that's not in any that's that, been a little so. tough because you know you pile the time it takes for him to paint all those little guys yeah. on top of the podcast and game night and all this and you know i try not to monopolize his time but on the other hand <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. like i'm just sitting around waiting for him to talk to me but but he you know that stuff takes a lot of time and i think yeah. with the larping and stuff I think as a couple, you'd almost both have to be into that. And I think yeah. that'd be great for, for people that both of them are into yeah. it. But if just one of you is, that kind of can put a, a strain on things. I think that'd be really tough. Like with your coworker, with the husband that's into comics. I, yeah. I think that'd be hard because if, if it was something that really bugged you, <laughs> that would be really tough well, and for both of them. Yeah. Well, and that does one thing I, you know, one of the benefits, I guess, is, you know, 
date nights are pretty much happening a lot because you're either, you know, oh, darn, we have to go to a movie or oh, darn, we're watching TV or a movie together. I mean, it's not really like you're going out for dinner or anything, right. but there's definitely some time that you're spending together yeah. watching something enjoyable or doing something. So I, that aspect of it, I'm like, I think that you definitely, if, you, if you're on the same page mm-hmm. and like similar things, that's going to help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have to be open to to trying out some things that the other person, and whether it's, you know, gaming and comics yep. and stuff or hunting and fishing, I'm, I'm very grateful he's not yeah. into the hunting and fishing because <laughs> I, I would not be, and yeah. we'd be apart a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, so this, well, I think, I, I'm glad that he likes stuff that I like, at least yeah. on some level, that I enjoy. Well, and Jeff knows me well enough with, like, the gaming mm-hmm. to only recommend things that he knows I'll probably like. Yeah. Like the escape game. Quick, easy, fast, mm-hmm. fun. Those are the kind of games I like to yep. do. A lot of the party games. Yep. Um, or the Wordsmith game. I love word games. Yeah. So those kind of games. So the Zooligan mm-hmm. game was pretty good. Some of the more complicated three, four-hour games, mm-hmm. I just want, you, you know... It's too much of an investment for me. Pretty I, I'm much. just like, oh, I, I don't want to be... spend two hours learning a game that yeah. I might only play once. It's exactly. Like, mm. Or unless, it, depending on the group, but even then it's like, please, there better be a drink in front of me. Because <laughs> have wine. That's where my, yeah, because my patience is, I don't mind, because I like thinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like strategy and thinking games, but I'm not patient. And mm-hmm. I think part of that is I grew up in a very competitive household. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I'm already thinking 10 steps ahead of you. Just make your freaking move. I mean, and so I don't, and I don't like to put other people. I don't necessarily know in those positions. <laughs> so yeah, keep me cards against humanities. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's, but, and that for me, it's kind of the, the same, only the, the, uh, the flip side of it where I know there are people that want to keep it moving, but I like to think about every little thing. And I'm like, I know I'm driving these people crazy and they're just, <laughs> biting their tongue and just holding on for dear life to not be like just go just make a choice and go <laughs> so i i t- tend to stay away from those games a little bit too just for the sake of you know not ticking off everybody in the room well that's where i'm like it's a good group of people that we usually play with because yeah. it's very such a range of players yeah. so there's always going to be that but there's a reason why i probably don't play games at gaming conventions because i'd either be on one extreme <laughs> Or the other, I'd be, I always compare it to golfing, because I, I golf once in a while. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm not the greatest golfer, so I know there's people behind me going, just hit the ball, <laughs> you know, and move, or, you know, I let people go play through. Go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. you know, and so it, I think that's how I always feel it sometimes with the games. It's that yep. same sort of pull, and so it's nice to play, like, party games where pretty, pretty much sure everybody's on the same level, but... Yep. And so that's where Jeff's been really good at, like, well, I think you're going to like this game, or let's try this game, you know, or, or, and sometimes we play them, and I'm just like, I don't think so. It's not my thing. Yeah. Not my thing. and Or not know. my speed, or yeah. <laughs> whatever. But, yeah. And know. I think they tend to be pretty intuitive. I would agree Jordan's the same way. He, he, I, you know, I'll ask him, do you think I'd like that game? No, no, not that one. I think you would, you know, it would be too, you'd get bogged down in yeah. it or, which is, I think, code for, I don't think you'd understand it. <laughs> well, that's a sweet way to <laughs> say it. Which is nice of him to spare my feelings, but I know what he's really saying. Yeah. Well, and part of it but. is, <laughs> like I was saying about the imagination thing before, I'm like, I have an imagination. There's no doubt. I can be a creative person. But when it comes to gaming, I don't get into, like, 
I'm actually thinking I'm a wizard. Right. And which is fine. Yeah. And I think people who can do that are great because it's like the same thing of acting. I'm not an actor. I can't yeah. get into that role. So that's why it was nice for like an escape. I had that soundtrack that it was like, okay, now I feel like there's some movement here in yes. adrenaline. And so some of those games, I know I would just get bogged down and I'm like, so what are we supposed to be? I mean, because there's a lot of, it's that RPG thing. It's like, you have to be role playing. And I, I just, okay, so zombies are chasing us and I'm rolling dice though to get rid right, you know, away from them. I just don't get it. How? And so I think there's that element that of storytelling that I think mm-hmm. needs to come into play that I just, and part of it is just my inexperience, I think. Yeah, I Um, I think the reason that they're so good at that and they're so comfortable with it is they've done it a lot and they have all that experience to draw on. And, you know, I I think your your imagination intelligence (laughs) grows as you play more of the games and and get more adept at it. But you definitely meet some creative people. Oh, yes. (laughs) And, which, great. I mean, I love that. I I do, too. I mean, I... It's just like I said, just definitely not outside, or it's very outside the realm of my day to day life. Yeah. yeah. At least I would think so. I mean, <laughs> but um, as far as we know. As far as we know. <laughs> but it's, yeah, that's definitely a perk of yep. meeting new people. Yeah. That was kind of my, my sum, summing it up thought was, was that, you know, I, I wouldn't like to be with somebody that wasn't a geek. I think. To oh, me, yeah. that sounds like you know we're we're in a relationship with a geek, but what's the alternative? Somebody boring. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want that. Why would you? You know, yeah, it's not probably for everybody. If you're if you're, you know, worried that people are going to think you're odd for having these strange yeah. knickknacks in your home or knowing what thinkgeek.com is. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and using it. Where do I get a specialty T-shirt about <laughs> Firefly or Doctor Who or having enough geek monkeys. points to get free stuff because yeah. of all the presents you've bought over right. the years? <laughs> yeah, and the, in knowing like the board game geek websites yes. and the yes. yeah, I just none of that would have been even in the realm of possibility no. without having a geek in my life, which is all good thing. No, I you know I would have maybe wasted time writing the Great American Novel. Oh if I yeah. <laughs> That yeah. is true. Kind of doubtful, but there's still a possibility. You're there's still, still time. There's still time. I have a few years left. Jordan's got a lot of painting to do. That leaves you some time. You know, time. that's a good. That's a good point. And get him back into that habit, doing there his yeah. painting, and yeah. And I think that's and that's a lot of the balance is <laughs> you do have to have some of your own hobbies. Oh, definitely. To balance it out. Definitely. I mean, it keeps us both busy, but then. Well, and that's just smart relationship. Yeah. You know, if you try to throw yourself into everything they love just because they love it and you, you know, I know that's, that's never going to work. You got to have your own things and, and respect their things. And, and, um, well, that's one thing with a geek, you have to be authentic. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. I think in the geek yeah. culture, it's, mm-hmm. you know, don't put on a facade, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about the passion and it's all about truth mm-hmm. and honesty. And I think that's a big part, which is, mm-hmm. you know love what you love because mm-hmm. that's the whole part, part of the geek culture which is whatever it is that's great whether it's sci-fi whether it's you know now you sound romantic so comedies oh <laughs> that i'm probably paraphrasing somebody that's okay and jeff's gonna take credit for it <laughs> <laughs> but i think that's a big thing because i just mm-hmm. I, think, I think i've always been a geek at heart i just don't think 
you could really expand upon it until mm-hmm. you met somebody with those similar similarities. And it, it's like love; it has to be shared to exactly. get the full benefit and effect. See who's being smart Aww. now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the hour with Sarah and Megan. <laughs> Aren't you glad we don't do this every week? Exactly. <laughs> now you love Jordan and Jeff, They're don't like, you? Don't you appreciate them exactly. now? <laughs> like, Get those girls off. They don't know what they're talking about. <sighs> anyway, I, I don't think I have anything more to add. I think I, I can't think of anything else. I It was nice that we had this little chance to have our chat about this. It's true. We won't take it's over good. the mics too often. No, definitely. And, and I don't even know what our next topic would be. No, we've said it all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> we've said it all for tonight. Said it all that could be public. Yeah. Yeah, there's that. Recorded. <laughs> there's that. Definitely. We are accountable for our statements here. Yeah. But apparently I won't be listening to this for about another year, so <laughs> hopefully it goes well. <laughs> You'll go, oh, I was so naive back then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I remember when I was that young. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm a little behind in the podcast. Nothing wrong with that. No, that's okay. Again, it's on my list to do. Got, it's on your. It's in your queue. It's on your list. Exactly. Yeah, you know, you got to catch up on all those Facebook links and stuff like that too. It's it, it, everything in its own time. It's okay. It's true. It's okay. Anyway, so, well, thanks for having us and listening. Thanks for listening. I'm Sarah. I'm Megan. Bye. Bye. This is Girl Geeks. <laughs> I don't Girls know. Geeking Out. What is is that the title? <laughs> Girls Geeking Out. That sounds good. Okay, that we'll sounds that. just a really bad porn title. That does sound. <laughs> Why did you say that? <laughs> it's like Girls Gone Wild. Oh, Girls Geeking um, Out. <laughs> and and you guys know, are, Jeff's going to use it. You know he will. He probably will. Yeah. Dirty mind of his. Well. That that's why deep. he and Jordan get along so well. <laughs> we didn't talk about that part of it, but no, we that, didn't. that's that's for the adult version. The gutter, they <laughs> live in gutter geeks. Yeah. Anywho, all right, we're done. Bye. Bye. What we're watching? Uh, Arrested Development. The it's uh, the uh, new or what do they call it semi new series or whatever they called it on uh, Netflix. Uh, did you see any of that? No, Never not a watched fan. The show. No, no. I'd ask Don, but I know what the answer is going to be. It's not anime. <laughs> I watch a little bit not anime, but I'd spend so much time on that. I know, you know. we covered that. Last. Arrested Development. Uh, I actually actually I hadn't watched the show um, on my own either, and Megan kept kind of pushing and. I finally did sit down and watch it since she watches quite a few things and, and catches on. And it is something I was, you know, maybe passing interest in, but nothing I ever was going to do on my own <laughs> at that point because it had been off so for so long. So I did watch through it, loved it. So, of course, that's why our Netflix streaming is back on now that the Arrested Development is on. So they threw out all, what was it, 13 episodes, I think? Um, and once, and we sat through and basically power watched all of them in a weekend. Great show. Uh, uh some, I've, I've seen some people have problems with the way they did it. Cause each episode focuses on a certain character and the first few that might take some getting used to, because that's not how the main show was. You know, they were all always there kind of deal. 
No, I don't know that, actually. You do, too, because I just told you. <laughs> this actually works out really well, especially if you stick with it, because it's basically there's a lot of hooks in each episode that go back to your first couple episodes and what's going on. And it's, it's every character's take on that kind of story. And then what follows with them. And I don't, they, I don't think they've lost a beat. I think the entire, it it could have picked up as the next season right off of it. They, they didn't lose any of what made the show great to me anyway. So that was a lot of fun. So we power watch through that. Still watching Fringe, uh, not as much lately because of things like Arrested Development and stuff like that. So, uh, but like we watched one episode last night and finally trying to get a few in here and there. You into the fifth yet? No, we're still on fourth. It's it, we we got the slowdown in fourth fourth season here where other things started coming out. Plus, we had to do a we had to do another power watch of our DVR to get it down to fifty percent <laughs> so we could keep watching Fringe without losing anything else. It was smoking every time you wanted to watch something new. <laughs> yeah. It was getting there. It's like, are you sure? Are you sure you want to turn on your Blu-ray player right now? <laughs> Game of Thrones, of course. Still watching that. Just watch The Red Wedding. You know why George huh. Martin doesn't use Twitter? <laughs> I just Ashley just put that on, yeah. my, on my timeline <laughs> like while we're sitting here. That just popped up on my tablet. For those that didn't see it. Because he's already no. killed all 140 characters. <laughs> so uh, that episode was pretty exciting for someone like me who hasn't seen, hasn't read the books. That's right. Mm-hmm. You haven't read the books, mm-hmm. but you're watching the series. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Should we just go ahead and, and talk about it? I mean, sure. By the time this, because we had talked about having the week hiatus kind of thing. It'll be a full on week. And then by, by the time, by the time this, this gets out, because yeah. yeah I'm, or do we want the? Actually, Megan also asked me if we were doing a wrap up. Oh, I'd Thrones. like to do a wrap up, sure. So, do we want to do that here? Or do we want to wait for the wrap up? Do you think? Well, I'll just say, <laughs> visually, I think it was pretty pretty cool. I think, as far as pulling a scene from the book goes, I think this was pretty pretty well dedicated. I I liked it. I I think they did a good job with it. I was still though that one that goes that was sitting there going that that nope uh uh-uh. uh nope I didn't like nope. Mm-mm. Why is that there? That's the advantage to not reading the books first. (laughs) And actually, and it wasn't horrible, but the one thing I think I got into a conversation today on Facebook with someone about was the one thing I did miss that I wish they would have done and would have even driven that point home just a bit more. I don't like that they, they didn't have cat beg for, you know, the bread and salt, the, the invoking, but it was still a very good scene. I mean, it's still a very, very good episode all, all the way around. Did have to let one person know today that this was not the season finale because <laughs> they were all like, eh, even in the books they let us keep going. It's like there's one more episode, so keep watch, keep us, keep it watching. Felt like a season finale. It's, it it's going to be a little, a little bit of a letdown yeah. in the finale, but all right. So we'll try to plan a wrap up then after uh, next week's. Sure. So we'll have we'll have a point five. We haven't had a point five episode since last year. For the same show. <laughs> exactly. You've hardly had any episodes at all. This oh, year. Dick move. As a fan, I can say that. <laughs> Don's anime segment will now be replaced by <laughs> Jordan breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned next quarter when Jordan breathes some more. <laughs> next time on Jordan's Breath.
Mensch. Onion. <lacht> uh, let's see. Uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. I did see. We said we were going to talk about that a bit. Mm-hmm. Did you see Star Trek Into Darkness? Yes. <laughs> and sounds like a friend of Jordan's over there. <laughs> like the first one, I came out of the theater thinking that was awesome. And a few minutes later, I can't forgive it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You'll have to come back for the ep that we discussed this in detail. <laughs> Somebody I, on I, my side. <laughs> I have a lot I could say. <laughs> I actually overall didn't mind it. I I thought it was a good it was a good uh entertainment value. I did obviously notice your your point about this would have been the good end. <laughs> Not necessarily I I was fine with it kind of continuing, but when that when that whole slump kind of hit, I was like that's what Jordan was talking about. <laughs> so it was it was pretty evident to me. It's like now we're just continuing to continue, but let's see what happens, kind of thing. So, but then you knew what would happen based on how they continue. <laughs> yeah, uh, it wasn't. I didn't. I didn't hate it though, or anything. I thought. I thought it was a decent movie. Ninety minutes, excellent. Thirty minutes. Give me my nuts back. <laughs> I did go see Fast and the Furious Six. Moving right, right along. I'm looking at you. Yeah. What are you gonna do? I got. I, I was gonna ask you. What are you gonna do for seven? Continue to mock whoever goes see it. Oh, because you know Jason Statham is the big big guy in seven. I, I can ignore that. <laughs> but that's your guy. I said that's, that, I will go. I will. That's your bromance. Give right almost there. any Jason Statham vehicle a try, <laughs> and this falls into the almost. It was a good movie for what it was. Yeah, I did that. Jason Statham popcorn vehicle action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Transport your ass out of here. <laughs> <laughs> your trunk's not big enough. <laughs> uh, you know, action-y popcorn, cars revving, testosterone movie. It was good. It was what it was. wasn't meant to be mentally challenging. <laughs> Which Michelle Rodriguez. We in- What's wrong with Michelle Rodriguez? Nothing. That's the only high point in the movie. <laughs> I realized that was a bad a bad comment after you talked about <laughs> mentally challenged, but or mentally challenging, I should say. But. Are you watching anything yes. other than everything you just told us about? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Game of Thrones. But yes. other than that, let's see. I limited my list to the last two weeks, so it wouldn't be too long. Um, online, I've been watching. We have no limits here. <laughs> oh, you want me to limit this? Trust me. <laughs> it's just our listeners. It's their time. Yeah. <laughs> Watching online, Kuroko's Basketball and Crunchyroll, a series that comes with death threats, oddly. It, uh, like, as you watch it, they tell you they're going to come find your house, or <laughs> like, you press play, and they're like, Don, I know where you live. Almost. You're going to die. Insert name here. <laughs> yeah. I know where you live. Yeah. It's almost, literally almost. <laughs> a little pop-up of Google Maps, and your, your dot is right there. When it was going out in Japan, it became very popular in doshinji circles, which are homemade, fan-made mangas. Mm-hmm. And people doing that started getting death threats and strange stuff in the mail. <laughs> and places where they would sell these started getting stuff to the point where even big conventions like Comic Kit banned any Kuroko's basketball doshinji. <laughs> wow. Hardcore. And, that, and like some TV stations that are airing it got, it's weird. I have no idea why. This is all like The Ring or One Missed Call or any of those kind of Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's coming inside the house. <laughs> the show itself was a pretty good. 
creepy. <laughs> the show itself is a pretty good sports anime series. It didn't go all the way through the manga or anything. It was just, you know, part way through their adventure going through the national tournament or whatever. And I heard another season's coming up in a few months, despite the death threats. <laughs> I'll be happy to give it a try. Uh, then Despite I, the death threats? Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching the fairly long series, Sket Dance. It got 77 episodes before it finished. Uh, I've watched about 70 of them so far. Uh been enjoying it. It's been called The Poor Man's Gintama. And that uh, comparison is fair and that it's actually the uh, creator of it used to work on Gintama and borrowed a lot of concepts from it. It's a show about three curious high school kids who set up a club to just help people, just an odd job sort of thing. And it's a lot of wacky, silly stuff that happens. Uh, meet a lot of strange characters. I have been enjoying it fairly well. I've been particularly liking the secondary cast of it. And the one character in particular, Roman, just cracks me up every time she's on screen. And she's really annoying, but man, is she funny. <laughs> I've never before seen a character whose special ability was to be meta. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. Jordan's favorite word. Then I watched it's a prefix, people! <laughs> <laughs> Unless you are actually a web page, it's a prefix. Do you see how red he's getting right now? <laughs> it's kind of I th- funny. I, th- I think you might need a tarp or something because his head's about to explode <laughs> all over you. <laughs> also, Can you? Uh, also online, I watched Bottom Biting Bug, and I don't even want to talk about that thing. But you all just right. did. All right, then. That's the end of that. <laughs> yeah. E- even though the episodes were only five minutes long. Yeah, that was a, that was a long five minutes. <laughs> wow, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Then Saki episode of Side A, episodes thirteen to sixteen. Episode of Side A was a TV series that did a couple quarters ago. That was a follow up to the original Saki series. Now, the Saki series is about uh, a girl's high school mahjong club, competitive mahjong. So it's kind of board game ish. T now when you say Saki, I I don't go to Mahjong, I go to the pillow and pass out very quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just the name of the main lead character, that's all. Okay. A show that's way, way more fun than it should have been. Episode of Side A was missing everything that Saki had somehow. But the concept behind it was good. One of the favorite things about Saki was that all the other teams they played against were so interesting and well developed they could have been shows of their own. Well this kind of takes the idea of We'll take one of those other mm. groups. And Saki left off with um, the Saki team getting into national tournaments into the B block. And this is about a team in the A block, episode of Side A. The one thing that the series failed to do was really introduce us to the characters of that little club. Came out of it not really knowing who they are at all. And they did a couple <laughs> 13 through 16, four more episodes that kind of rectify that, which had actual Mahjong in it and showed the characters. It's kind so of late it's, to be doing that, though, right? It totally is. I, <laughs> it's like, now, now I want to know about these characters I've been watching. <laughs> the last two episodes finally told us about the lead character. Make me care about the last 13 episodes I just saw. <laughs> Mr. Lucas. <laughs> so the last few episodes were good. Show as a whole, uh, an odd failure. But good I, enough to improve it as a run if you watch the last four first and then do the rest? or It's good enough to watch it in order and not feel terrible when you're done. Okay. 
feel like you actually got something out of it. I would consider it uh, necessary watching for anyone who's a Saki fan and is looking forward to the next Saki series that they're working on. But otherwise, watch Saki, not this one. Then on DVD, watch Takuoki, Memory of Snowflowers, a video-only series, six episodes long. That was a follow-up to the two seasons of the Hakuoki TV series, which was about the Shinsengumi, which is a kind of a samurai police force in Japan. It's really f- famous from back in the uh, Meiji Restoration period. There's a lot of Japanese material around the Shinsengumi. Um, this it turns them into a lot of pretty boys. And there's a female amongst them. It's a reverse harem sort of show, but it, it's well written. And it, if you want to learn about the Shinsengumi, it's got a lot of history in it, which is kind of neat. This was a little side episode storyline, which was okay. It's fine. Then Heaven's Lost Property on DVD, Angeloid of Clockwork. Heaven's Lost Property was a two season TV series. And this is a follow up movie, which is another excuse for them to do flying panties. Like you need an excuse. <laughs> I think when I watched it on the TV show, I was just so flabbergasted by the flock of flying panties. I, I was just, what? <laughs> Seeing it in a movie now, I just laughed. I'm just how crazy they are about the whole thing. They put a lot of work into it. They really animated them. It's like beautiful in its own weird way. <laughs> the movie is kind of interesting. The first half of it is kind of a recap of the first two seasons, but told from a different character's point of view, from someone who wasn't part of the group, who was watching it from the outside. And seeing their bizarre, crazy, silly antics. And then the second half was about this new character and her rather dark story, actually. And it ended with some major implications for the rest, for the future of the property, assuming there is a future. So it was actually pretty good. And then I watched last night Comfer Fur de Libe, which is another follow up to a TV series, which I saw a year or two ago. Again, making my job difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Confer was kind of fun, I remember, but apparently I don't remember it all that well because when I started watching this two-part OAV, I couldn't remember a darn thing about the characters. Except for, well, lots of fan service in your face, so there's that, I guess. Iron Man, Rise of Technovore. A little while ago they did those uh, Marvel series, TV yeah. series, mm-hmm. which, like the Iron Man one, weak sauce, not that good. Well, they went back and did a movie, and it's a lot stronger. Um, the story is okay. They have a lot less time for lame dialogue, so that boosts it up. <laughs> More time spent a war machine just laying into the bad guys. All goodness, right? Then yeah. they have some guest appearances by Nick Fury and Black Widow, Hawkeye, and then Punisher makes a guest appearance. So that was kind of neat. It was okay. Yeah, I've seen that one often. I've always I've thought about picking it up. I stopped grabbing the other ones, though the uh, like animated comic book ones. Some of those are okay, but. Animated comic, the, yeah, like the the, the, anime the motion comics, yeah, the motion, oh, the comic motion comics, comics. Stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. where they were, where they were releasing a ton of those for a while there, mm-hmm. and uh, they were okay, but after a while, I just kind of got sick of them. <laughs> anime is a good match for the com- comics properties for the darker side. It can actually show yeah. you know more War Machine shooting things up and Punisher killing a whole room full of people and stuff, which you can't really do in American TV and in co- cartoons. So it, it fits well, but. Despite the three attempts at the movie. <laughs> oh, Marvel, why do you piss on Punisher? Yeah. Three? I thought there was only two. Uh, there's one back in the Oh, movies. the old one. Okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, Kids on the Slope, I watched, uh, released by Sentai Filmworks. Uh, when it was announced, the director, Shinichiro Watanabe, 
got people really excited. He did Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Shampoo, some really popular stuff. And uh, composer Yoko Kano was doing it as well. Uh, probably the most famous composer in anime did Cowboy Bebop and stuff like that. So people are like, oh my gosh, it's going to be the next Cowboy Bebop. Well, it's not. And it doesn't try to be, so it's not really a fair comparison. Don's Horrible Truths. <laughs> <laughs> it, I'm just saying it got a bad rap. It's It's a pretty good show. It's about three kids back in the 60s in Japan who kind of get together to play jazz and jazz drums, uh, piano and stuff. And it's kind of their uh, light drama of their lives and s- small romances and stuff and some really good jazz music. So it's it's a, it's a pleasant, enjoyable show. It's not any cowboy bebop, but it's, it is what it is. I just now have a <laughs> mental image of friends with jazz. <laughs> Ross and okay. Rachel and Phoebe and... All those people only to jazz background instead I, of bad pop. I, I won't say that's wrong, but I, I, I say the characters are better written. <laughs> <laughs> They'd have to be. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Kate. I enjoyed it, and uh, Yoko Kano is actually known for her jazz composition, so it's really good in that sense. Appleseed 13 I watched, which they did. Appleseed is a property, Masumi Shiro, very popular mangaka who did Ghost on the Shell, some other. Big name stuff. Appleseed's another one of his properties. They did a animated version of it back in the 80s, a short few episodes. Popular. Then a few years ago, they did uh, CGI movies, two of yeah. them, which were pretty good. Especially the second one was all right. Uh, this third one has a very interesting production to it. The guy who wanted to make it went to a bunch of different production companies, wanted to do a CGI ver- uh, TV series. They're all like, yeah, they're interested, but they won't commit to more than one episode. I said, well, if I can't get one studio to do 13 episodes, maybe I can get 13 studios to do one. <laughs> so each episode is actually done by a different studio. They use the same character models <laughs> and the same backgrounds, and there's an overriding story to all of it. So the, the guy wrote a story and gave, okay, here's your piece to do, here's your piece to do, etc. <laughs> so there's a story to it. It all looks the same, but there's kind of slight differences based on which studio is doing it and kind of playing to their particular strengths. Yeah. It's a cool idea. Interesting. A very interesting idea. And that, when I was watching it, I didn't even know that. It was after when I was watching the special features, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm remembering the different episodes. I'm like, oh yeah, that part was really neat and that part. And they're going over to the different strengths of the different um, studios that were involved with it. So a really cool idea and a, a pretty good show overall. It was enjoyable. This last weekend, I watched o- Okami Kakushi series, 12 episodes takes place in a remote mountain village where people start disappearing. Kind of like Shiki. I was just going to say. Except, sounds familiar. Except it's missing, <laughs> it was missing that kind of um, foreboding feeling, that, mm-hmm. that dark isolationism. It didn't have that throughout the whole show. And at the end, the ending didn't grab me. So it, the whole thing just kind of fell flat, unfortunately. Even though that... Um, there's other shows in that particular vein, not only Shiki, but When They Cry is my favorite horror series of all time, probably the best I'll ever see. And it doesn't even compare, not in the same ballpark, unfortunately. Also watch Mysterious Girlfriend X. If you have a saliva fetish, this is the show for you. <laughs> it's Why are you looking at me? Why is everybody looking at me? <laughs> Awkward! <laughs> it's, uh... Uh, ro- romance between two high school kids bonded by drool. And I mean that in the most direct way. It is, it's, uh, sweet and charming and kind of disturbing. Much like Chop. 
<laughs> 13 episodes fair long. Point. Fair point. <laughs> After a while, I got used to, like, you know, licking the finger and sticking in other people's mouths. But, like, that would, that would make Megan gag every time, even in anime. <laughs> <laughs> they made it not only romantic, but as, like, kind of almost supernatural that they could feel each other's emotions when they did that. And, like, if the girl had an injury, then the boy would have the same injury all of a sudden. It's just weird. Who thinks of that sort of thing? I don't know. Who watches that sort of thing? Oh. <laughs> I didn't know what I was getting into. I really didn't. Oh, sure. And yet. <laughs> but somehow all 13 Fs got watched. <laughs> when you buy everything, sometimes you get some yes. strange ones mixed in there. <laughs> I, the rest of the show is actually fairly good. If I can, if you can see past the saliva thing, it's a charming show. But, man, that's weird. <laughs> but the big winner of the things I've been watching, uh, Tiger and Bunny. A show that got a lot of claim when it came out, and I'll tell you, it's good stuff. It's really based more on American comic ideas than anime ideas. It's a world where superheroes exist. It's kind of like the whole mutant idea where some people start to develop special powers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, heroes got to make a living, too. So in this particular city that the show takes place in, heroes are sponsored by companies, which... It actually works out really well. For the heroes, they get not only a paycheck, but they get access to technology, vehicles, logistical support, and the companies get to slap their logo on the heroes' <laughs> outfits. That was coming. And there's a whole TV show surrounding them, live action, a live TV show. Cops. Kind of like that, where they do, <laughs> oh, there's a crime going on, they follow the heroes in, into the fight, and then they score them points based on the heroic <laughs> stuff they do, like catching criminals or saving people or something like that. And at the end of the year, they have a big award show for Hero of the Year. <laughs> and, of course, you know, sponsors yeah. want them to be the that sort of thing. But I could get behind that. It, it takes its setting, actually, fairly seriously, and it works pretty well for everyone involved. The show is about a somewhat aging hero. He's been in the game for 10 years or so. It's like football, I guess. You get beat up after a while. He's kind of washed up a bit, and this his company gets bought out. And this new company kind of takes a chance on him and makes him a partner for this other guy who has the same power as him. Or he has to be the sidekick. He's totally not happy <laughs> about that, this young new guy. And a lot of it's kind of them learning to get along with each other. And then it kind of develops the whole backstory of, of things going on and who's behind it all and stuff like that. So it plays out a superhero show in the long run over, its, I think, 26 episodes. What is this? T- Tiger and Bunny? Tiger and Bunny. Tiger and Bunny. The, the lead character, his, he calls himself Wild Tiger. That's where that comes from. His uh, partner goes by his real name, Barnaby, but he just calls him Bunny, <laughs> which, of course, he hates. But <laughs> that's that's an it. Tiger and Bunny, that's where it comes from. Really fun, well-written show and interesting world. All right, Jordan. All righty. I have a small list as I am still mostly involved in the hockey playoffs. Go Bruins. <laughs> as with everybody else, some Game of Thrones action. Still haven't purged Melisandre's exposure. <laughs> Longmire's back on. I believe I mentioned that last time, that it was going to be back. It is now back, and it is still enjoyable. We went to see Now You See Me, the movie mm-hmm. about uh, the magicians that rob banks and mm-hmm. give money to the poor. Yeah, Megan wants to go see that. It was surprisingly good, given that it was written by some of the Abrams Collective, but I did not know that going in. Of course not. I didn't. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you got in the door. That's right. Uh, no, it was actually really, really good. There's uh, 
a lot of good use of effects, but they were story driven, not just effects to detract from the story. And, uh, Woody Harrelson does his role really well. And, uh, well, all the, the four mains, there's yet another Franco in it and Woody Harrelson and, uh, Isla Fisher, who, uh, took me a long time to figure out who that was. Remember, cause she's changed physically. I don't know if she's shrunk or if she's lost a lot of weight or something, but. Uh, and then, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, I think I mentioned him already. You know, yeah, so the four mains and then Michael Caine's in it. You know, Michael Caine, he's just always awesome. So yeah, it was really enjoyable. Good, good story there. Uh, good lead up. Oh, and Mark Ruffalo. He doesn't hook out or anything, but he's in it. So it was good. I gave Don the thumbs up earlier when he mentioned Black Lagoon because I've been back on watching that now that I've had a little bit more free time. And I just finished a little two-ep arc with some neo-Nazis, which was awesome. You just don't get that kind of dialogue in, in Western entertainment. Uh, it was... If it hadn't been so awesome, I think it would have been disturbing, but, but it was just, it was just so, so well done. And what makes it awesome is the main, or one of the mains in Black Lagoon is a big black dude. So he's having this radio conversation with a Nazi. And every other line, it's like, ah, I'd kill you if I meet you, black man, but you've been a good opponent. It's all that kind of stuff. It's, you're very smart. It's unfortunate you're black. That kind of thing. And I'm like, you, no, this would never fly over here, but this is, this is strangely, you know, gripping. It's yeah, like, yeah. I'm waiting for him to whip out like the long range missile and take out the boat or something. <laughs> He's not on the boat at that. The guy's talking is not on the boat, but I'm like, He's just taking it in stride. He's like, yeah, that's just the world they live in. Uh, in yeah, you know, it it's, uh, so it was really good. Actually, that and then the next one with, uh, I forgot what the little point of the next two ups were. Because <laughs> I'm st- still working with the neo-Nazis in my head. But yeah, so yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Have you that. seen the Terminator made arc yet? N- yeah, oh, that's what I'm into right now. Oh, with Brit. Oh, oh, way oh, to ruin oh. it. I didn't know she was a robot. No, but yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, that's the first step. They, uh, Earth! Uh, yeah, the first step ended with, uh, her in the bar letting loose with her, uh, umbrella gun. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she comes back in that new one that's coming out and I'm really excited. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's really been a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, I want to get back to that as soon as I can. Hopefully this week I'll be able to talk through a few more apps. Uh, and that's really all I got. Like I said, mostly the NHL. Go Bruins. <laughs> What we're reading slash listening to. What you got? There's two people in the room. What are you talking about? I don't know. The one I'm looking at, you jackass. <laughs> what we're reading <laughs> slash listening to. I'm still working my way through the Gaunt's Ghost Omnibus. Just I've been reading a variety of things right now, so nothing, no one particular book is getting a lot of uh, page turns. But it's good. They're jumping back and forth between history and present. It seems to come to an end, so... A little bit more palatable to me. Uh, unless they pick it up again later. And I'm also reading Ambassador's Mission by Trudy Canavan. And this is a follow-up series. It's not a direct sequel, but uh, Trudy Canavan's first series was called The Black Magician. And this is uh, 20 years later in the same world, the same city, uh, country, actually. Many of the same characters, just 20 years later. And uh, a few new ones to just flesh out the story. But it's pretty good. The first book was, um, uh, the land is ruled by a guild of magicians. Well, there's a king there, but theoretically the magicians rule everything. 
And it's discovered that they had in their history stamped out all knowledge of black magic. Uh, but then there's a magician. They know it's a magician because he's going around doing things with black magic. So they're trying to find out who this black magician is and control slash kill him, blah, 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 blah. Things do not turn out to be as they appear and hilarity ensues. No, it's, uh, it was a little three issue, uh, three book story that grew out of just trying to find the evil magician into a war between two countries and, uh, the nature of what black magic was as seen in both countries. And this is a follow up 20 years later. Um, some of the characters are dead. Others have moved on to different positions in their society. That's, uh, I don't know. I'm about a quarter of the way through. It's interesting. I like her writing style. It's fast. It's um, small chapters, lots of small chapters, one, two quick thoughts each chapter, and then you move right along. On the listening side, I heard about Leviathan Wakes uh, on another podcast I listened to, and it seemed well-received by everybody on that. That was on D6G. Apparently, they all listened to it. So I figured I'd give it a shot, and uh, not quite sure what to make of it, only because I'm not that far into it. It's Future, it's sci-fi, it's uh, space travel, but not like hyperspeed. It's all relativistic speeds and stuff like that. And ice mining and getting ice to the Mars colonies and that kind of thing. Uh, and then there's a cop on Mars that uh, well, he's not a cop. They're a security service, contracting service. And he's told he has to go find this missing woman. We know what happens to the missing woman because that's discussed in the previous chapter. And there's two or three characters, two or three groups of characters that... Uh, are eventually going to come together, I assume. There's some military, there's some uh, some politics. It's interesting. I definitely want to give more time to it, but I, like I said, I've just got between reading and watching and listening, too many things. So something's going to have to sit down for a while and be ignored. <laughs> and then on the comic side, I finished, I don't know if I mentioned it last time, but there's a Mark Millar series, little six issues called Secret Service. Mm-hmm. So I finished that off. It was uh, It was really good. It was really good. They explained why they're kidnapping all these celebrities. There's, uh, like I said, it's, it's Bond. It's, it's 007 ish, but it's, it's not just Bond. There's some humor there. There's, uh, well, it, it's Millar. So there's a crazy story. Uh, but it was good. And then the latest Heroclix release is, uh, based on the Fear Itself miniseries from two years ago. And I never read it, but there's some interesting figures in there. So. I'm reading that now just so I can see what the point of this storyline actually was. One of Odin's nemesis, nemeses, nemesis, is revived by the daughter of Red Skull. And then everybody gets a hammer. It's Thor-centric, so everybody gets a hammer. And many heroes. That's right. (laughs) Many heroes are chosen by these hammers to uh, be uh, converted into the, the champions for evil. Back so, in my day, only Thor had a hammer. That's right. <laughs> uh, and where I'm up to now, uh, a bunch of the heroes are now villains, and they have uh, hammers, and uh, Stark is negotiating with Odin to get the use of his forges to make weapons for the heroes to be equally powerful. So it's uh, it's not written by Bendis, so it's actually pretty good. I'm enjoying it. It's uh, Technically, it's like nine issues long, but they do one to seven, and then 7.1 and 7.2. I don't know what came out of that, but so I'm enjoying it. It's uh, giving me good history of the figs that I'm probably going to be buying and playing with. Uh, so yeah, check it out. I think it's kind of a worthwhile read. Definitely check out Secret Service. Don, you got anything on the reading? 
I've been listening to this All Us Geeks podcast. It's mm, sort of okay. That is the worst thing you could do with your time. One of the worst hosts I've ever seen. I know. And nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I finished X Heroes and I kind of started Expatriate or Expatriates. I can't remember if it's got an S on the end of it or not. But I kind of stepped away from that, not for anything story related. X Heroes, I did enjoy. Like I said before, I was pretty much almost done last podcast. I was in like the final fight kind of deal. Overall, I enjoyed it. Uh, again, popcornish read the superheroes and the zombie apocalypse and all that good stuff, and trying to reestablish um, some kind of community. The one part that I not huge on is they have a Supermanish, Superman-like hero in the thing so it kind of defeats the purpose to me at, at sometimes uh it's like well you just you go out there <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing and there was a point where i thought they were actually going to try to do something with that and no it's, it's I'm, but it I'm, turns out his kryptonite is zombies so i'm he still can't all do good anything. <laughs> no it's uh, he just uh, I, they they actually gave a, 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 a point there where you thought there was a, a, a you know weak moment for him or whatever. Um, but I am gonna like I said I did enjoy it though. I mean in in general for the popcorn read and you know it's zombies and superheroes. Hopefully now going into this next uh, book because they they did what you don't like as well in the first book and it was. Here's present day. We're dealing with a situation now. Here's a chapter on how this hero got to that point, or something like that. So it's like, so it was intermixed. It's suddenly you're going along and what's going on right now, and how they're trying to get their defenses up. And oh, hey, here's what I was doing the day before all of this went down. And the book takes place months, if not years, uh, at least a year or more, I, th I think. But it's many, many, many months after everything's gone down, and they've been, like I said, they're, you know, they've got, uh, they're trying to reestablish things and whatnot. So it's that whole time jump every few chapters, kind of, yeah, whatever. It's either grab all those chapters together and stick them at the front of the book, and then take me into the rebuilding, or just leave it alone. <laughs> I don't mind nonlinear storytelling yeah. per se, but it's got to be. Some pretty fancy writing for me to enjoy it. Whether it's on TV or in a book, I just think a lot of people, J.J. Abrams, don't do it well. <laughs> it's got to be effective in some yeah. way, right? It's got to do something. It it irritated the hell out of me in fourth season of BSG where it seemed like every other ep was and eight hours ago. You know, yeah. just linear, please. If you if all you're going to do is give us faux drama leading up to we already know what's happening, just do linear so that it's real drama for all 44 minutes. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but they had some. They did have some interesting things going on, you know. And, and using the superheroes, like they had one guy that turns in his his body, like turns to electricity. So they've got him hooked up. He's basically their generator. <laughs> He's supplying like, like uh, you know, uh, twelve to twenty hours out of the day. He's hooked up to it until and, until and then they let him let him off and let the backup generators go if they need him in a fight or he needs to go rest or something like that. It's an important job. Yeah. So there are some interesting things there, and like I said, I am going to continue with it. I did start it, but I did. I kind of took a break just because, like we talked about with Jamie, the the games that we earmarked to get through the rules and play here soon. 
So I've been spending a lot of time with the Manhattan Project rules and the ground floor rules I uh, just to make sure. Yeah. I admit I am daunted <laughs> by this game. Yes. I think I'm about to go look at the videos. <laughs> yes. And Jordan is trying to do the Mage Knight rules. That was the deal. <laughs> uh, so I've been, I've been. Damn you. <laughs> you were insistent. <laughs> Why haven't we played this game yet? Here you go. I'll say it's got some cool mechanics. It looks like it would be really fun if I could get it all together. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm at a point now. I, I I'm the Manhattan rules are no is pretty much cakewalk. I could teach that game in two minutes. Yeah, probably. it's that that was good. The ground floor rules I keep kind of going back and forth on a little bit and keep going back to just because we haven't played any of them yet. So just to make sure, I mean, I, I want to kind of be able to teach it when we finally do get that point. He's setting the bar for you, Jordan. <laughs> I can fall under that bar, no problem. <laughs> so that's all I have to. I haven't really been listening to anything new. I've kind of, again, my podcast set is pretty much in place now with the additions we talked about before. Don't know if you saw it, but uh, Weird Life comes back this summer. Oh, really? Yep. I was starting to give up because <laughs> didn't they say like, they said like Christmas time or something like that. I mean, well, that was their final. That, they did the the season finale, but they didn't get right. a solid date on when it would oh, be back. I thought they did. It's like, yeah, yeah. They just said two thousand. But this is supposed to be the final season. The final too. season. That's gonna suck. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome for it to come back, but it's gonna suck that it's gonna be gone. Love that show. What we're playing, Don. You know, actually, while you're here, uh, I, I talked about it in previous, but thank you for finally uh, teaching me Godzilla. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I haven't played that recently, but uh, I did get to play it at the game day finally. So it thanks. was good to finally get you to play it. <laughs> so what else do you got on your plate there? Playing a bit of Smash Up lately with the expansion. Nice. We played a little bit of uh, IBM on Fridays, and one guy was winning like five weeks in a row. Finally <laughs> beat him. So you keep just picking the same two decks? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. Even like two on one, we couldn't beat it for some reason. It was weird. Is he like first at the table and has already got his deck together before yeah. we get there? We did it with random picks and he stole. No, no, I shuffled. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, what else have I been playing? Cthulhu expansion is coming soon for that. Really? Yeah. The for mandatory. The mandatory Cthulhu expansion is the next expansion for Smash Up. Oh, I hadn't heard about that. I'm oh, excited yeah. now. I thought you listened last week. Aha! <laughs> now you know how well I listen. <laughs> Didn't say he was up to date, just said he was listening. Didn't say he was listening to a whole app. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lately, been playing a lot of Risk Legacy. You guys play that at all? I kind of mm. want to, just because I like the concept that it's kind of built in as a whole campaign with changing scenarios. The world changes yeah. over time. Yeah. This is actually our second time going through the game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's it's fun to sit there and watch the world change over time. As far as the game itself is concerned, uh, yeah, so so it's fun. <laughs> but it's 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 well, it's it's actually not risk is the problem. Oh really? Uh, no, you have bases. Mm-hmm. The only way to win the game is to get enough points, which is bases are one of the very few things on the board that are worth points. There's almost no reason to take territory at all. <laughs> you just want to go after people's bases. Cool. So if you spread out your troops, it's it's worthless. They'll just punch right through and get to your base. So you almost, everyone just turtles until the right point and then attacks. That's pretty much the game. 
Uh, but, uh, you know, the whole developing world thing was fantastic. And there's a, a winner at the end, whoever won the most out of the 15 games. So the one player who was ahead the last five games would do nothing but attack the second place guy and just wipe the two of them out. <laughs> he was playing the meta game of it all. It's it kind of funny. But it really changes how the dynamic of how everything goes. There was a dash there. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I added, heard the dash. I, I, I put it as a full word that time. <laughs> so that's been fun. We just finally finished that, and we'll finally get on to other games. Has Have you opened up the envelope that says not to be opened? This time we did it right away, and boy, did that hurt. <laughs> well, don't tell me, because I do eventually want to get into it. And, and... Are you going to open the envelope that says do not open? Well, no. It says do not open. Well, if you do, it'll hurt. Okay. <laughs> I will lobby strongly for not opening it then. Uh, is that it, then? Uh, Anything else? I'd... Uh, video or any of that kind of stuff, either? Uh, no, I've been spending all my time cleaning my house lately. That's a fun game. It is. <laughs> a game of its own. See how fast you can do it, and then next time, see if you can beat your time. <laughs> I actually gave myself extra time this time, knowing <laughs> how much I've killed myself trying to get it done before my gaming binge weekend previous years. Mm. I'm like, I'll give myself lots of time. That's right. Around. So you have to come back, and you'll have a, a healthy list. We should go to that. We should bring, uh, we should bring the uh, field recorder. I'm down for that. <laughs> That'd be cool. Or the, or, or the uh, video. Yeah. yeah, we can do a, another little gameplay video type thing like sure. I did for Protospiel. That'd be fun. Like I said, I think I'm open that weekend. Get Carl on, on video and yeah. audio. Get Carl on video without a sandwich. Make sure he's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've Come never on. you've never met Carl until you've met him when he hasn't eaten. <laughs> I don't know if I've had the pleasure. <laughs> what do you got, Jordan? Small list. Got any good Hero Clicks weekend last weekend? It was uh, we had two different tournaments, and uh, my team won one of them, and then I got waxed pretty hard in the other. XCOMs dragged me back in. On the, I saw that you bastard on the uh, on the three sixty. <laughs> Not me. Um, Not yet. I've started the end game. I assume I'm on the final mission. It's, do you have any of the DLC? Or just, nah, I don't. no. I didn't bother with that. No, I was far too far through the game to to make it worthwhile when the first DLC became available. So, if it's an older game, like I played Mass Effect for the first time like three years after it came out, so mm-hmm. then I went and got all the DLC yeah. for the first two games. But when it's a new game, no, I don't bother with that. I don't mind stretching out a game, but man. So yeah, it's uh, it's. I guess I was away from it long enough that the repetition of just yeah, you know. Uh, you know, that's what it was. You just needed. I, I'm still there. I just yeah. need a break. Eventually, yeah. I'll come back around to it. But, but I don't know if you said or I was talking to somebody. There's a the sequel is set for later this year. So, mm. yeah. well, hopefully, it'll be on a console that I'll own. <laughs> and then uh, last week we played uh, Thunderstone Advance. <laughs> that's true. Um, we did. Which it's a good game because it's the same game. Yeah. Just dicked over by AEG. Changing the rule set to make two different games that do exactly the same thing. If you like Thunderstone, I don't see why you wouldn't like Thunderstone Advance. I enjoyed it. Just rules dickery by AEG. Do you like one better than the other? Well, I've only got the one game in of Advance, so I haven't seen everything. There's one new mechanic, the treasure mechanic. Creatures now come out with treasure under them. Some creatures do. 
like when you refill the the halls in the monster deck, there are treasure cards. So you might have mon- uh, a monster card with multiple treasures that do, you know. So instead of just fighting the monster with that might have a combat, like take a curse or something, then you also have to proc everything that goes on in on the treasure cards too. I mean, it's an interesting mechanic, and it's more VPs and more things that you can do when you go into the town or into the dungeon. But overall, they're essentially the same game. So it's not like Descent, where Descent 2.0 is a completely different game than Descent 1.0? No, not at all. That, it's no. different in that they've changed pretty much all the keywords. So there's there's no compatibility right. between the two. You make a commitment to one or the other because all the keywords are different. If it had just been adding like treasure, because the card backs are the same. If it had just been adding treasure, you could like slip those into the original yeah. game. But they've changed all the keywords. So they've added they've added a couple couple of cool things too. But it, it, like we talked about that night, it just really could have been an expansion for a regular Thunderstone instead of making it advance. But they do have like the double sided board, and then one of the expansions has a double sided folded map. And it's different ways that you can kind of play. So, like, one is, like, your dungeon that you're used to playing. And then the other one's, like, the wilderness. One of them's, like, a siege. So it's different layouts and different ways the monsters are going to, you know, you're, you're going to deal with the monsters. And But, again, that and wasn't when, needing a full right. rules revi- revision and a whole new game. That could have just been exactly an expansion. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm like I said, I, I think it was a bad move by them. But... I don't own either game, so I don't care really. <laughs> still, you know, still a solid game, and it's still in our game group. That's so right, one way or the other. Jordal owns uh, the original, and and uh, Alex is working his way through, you know, the the advanced. So I'll play them both. I think they're both uh, solid games. Man, that's all I got. This past weekend, played a bunch of Wordsmith and Zooligans, which uh, you can see uh, we. Posted the preview videos for those on our YouTube channel. Check it out. Check it out, please. Subscribe, like, do all that kind of stuff. Thunderstone Advance, of course. And then that's uh, main gaming stuff. That's mostly what I've done. Haven't played a lot. Video game side, Sleeping Dogs. I started getting into that. I uh, don't think you care for that. Did you ever have you seen that one at all? It's kind of GTA-ish, but it's like Hong Kong, but you're actually an undercover cop. So it's kind of, I mean, if you like that style of game, that open world and the, the you know, doing things for the, the mob and all that kind of stuff, and I'm enjoying it. But I like those that style of game, too. So Still kicking off a level here or there, Orcs Must Die 2, when I can. Just got a new game. I haven't played it a lot. It's called The Swapper. Have you seen that one at all? It's kind of a puzzle-style game. I got it off of Steam where you create clones of yourself, and they all move at the same time. So like you move forward, they all move forward the same amount. And then if you like hit them against – if they butt up against a wall and you walk into them, you get rid of that clone. So it's you figuring out the different puzzles, like how do I open this door? Well, I can put a clone up on that cliff, you know, that – little edge and stuff like that. So I've played that a little bit, um, but that seems pretty solid. I'll give that a try. Actually played some SimCity. Actually, uh, it was on sale not too long ago here, so I picked it up because Megan still can't play her copy, and I know a lot of people that can, so she, she was kind of wondering if it was her or, her, or if it was uh, still SimCity or her laptop. We've decided it's her laptop because I'm plugging along just fine. And then I picked up for my tablet Chip Chain, 
which is a kind of a puzzler, kind of like the, I don't want to say not, not puzzle, but the, you know, the, the gem questy type stuff mm-hmm. where you're matching things, except this is doing it with poker chips. And the, the, the thing with it is you, every day they have certain play styles unlocked and the rest of them are locked. So you never know every day, which play styles are unlocked. But if you earn enough points, you can actually unlock them all forever. But it's you know a high number of points. It's like forty thousand something that you got to earn. Uh, and then there's other things that you can do too. Like uh, when you start off, I think the the highest the chip can ever get is seven or eight. So you can pay points to unlock it to make it nine, ten, eleven. You know, so your bonuses are bigger. But what it does is you got to match three in a row in adjacency, and you can do more. And then all the chips, where whichever one you touch. They all kind of come together, and then you get whatever points for that collection, and then it bumps up to the next highest chip. So if you you know if you got three threes and you match them together, suddenly there's a single four. So now you've got a four chip, and then if you match that chip right away without doing without placing another chip or anything, uh, you you'll get a card, and these cards do different things like. Uh, you can add one to a chip. You can subtract one to a chip. You can pick up a chip and move it. And that's the only way you can actually lay down a chip. Like you can pick up the chip that you need to score with if you have a pickup card and move it, and it still counts as you, you're you just scoring it now. Uh, you can only have three cards at a time. So if you earn more cards, they get knocked off. They kind of slide down. Then you've got, depending on the play style, like if you play short, you got to only have a certain amount of chips that you get throughout the game. But every time you put a chip down, the computer puts a chip down somewhere randomly. So you kind of are weighing, like, how many chips am I going to put out and what spots are going to get filled up? And then every once in a while, the computer comes up with, well, here's a block, a block spot. So the subtracts can actually take those away too. So you're doing all that. But then if you get too far into it, like especially if you get into a long game and you actually do really well, suddenly they go, okay, well, now every 50 chips, we're going to give you a permanent block that you have to put out. So that kind of, so it's kind of cool. It's it's a good little time killer type thing. It's, it's been a lot of fun. What's that called? Chip Chain. Chip Chain. Yeah. That. So and that is what I've been playing. All right. So that brings us to the end. Don. Thanks for joining us. I hope I Thanks can come back, back in less than a year. We're going to talk about it. We'll get back to you. <laughs> when we see the ratings that we pull yeah. for this. Yeah. And the... No, 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 no. <laughs> Once we get some feedback. Oh, you're oh. never coming back. It's okay, everyone. You can skip my segment, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been great having you. I'm glad uh, we can kind of get this off. I like I like the w- what you've uh, talked about, kind of structuring the segment a little bit. It's kind of cool. Uh, it's definitely, obviously, as you know, it's definitely a an area. Well, it sounds like Jordan's kind of starting to slowly get back into anime. Uh, I haven't as much. Slacker. High School of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Elfin, Elfin Lied? Lead? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Lead? Watch that. I watched that. How long did you have that and brought it back? Mage Knight. <laughs> Mage Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh no I know you know and I said uh, the last time you were here I I picked up some suggestions I got some stuff out there I want to watch so it's actually kind of cool because like we talked about last time with your your big segment your intro segment if you will back when I was younger I was big into anime and now it's it's kind of just a I don't know what happened somewhere along the line it's where you put your time yeah just like anything else 
so it's kind of cool to you know have this stuff. You know, if you want, especially if it's something that's uh, uh, streaming uh, somewhere that we can get a hold of. If you let me know ahead of time, I'll watch. I'll watch some stuff next time you come on. If there's a certain thing you actually want to talk about, uh, heck, I'd be happy if you just watch the stuff I recommend. Okay, but that doesn't do well in a conversational yeah. style podcast. <laughs> point taken. I'll, you have a good point. I'll think about it. <laughs> let, let me get back to you. This kind of like, kind of like Jordan's thumbs up. <laughs> Those don't do well in a, th- in a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that wasn't there for general viewing. <laughs> that was just for Don. Oh, yay, Black Lagoon. <laughs> So, yes, we will definitely work out getting you back on here as soon as... Uh, Did you say we're going to work out? <laughs> work on. Oh, work, work on. on. Okay. Some of us work out. Jeez. <laughs> ROI. <laughs> the ROI is not there right now. <laughs> if I have to lift something heavy just to get done on the show, it's never <laughs> happening again. Done. <laughs> Very, very slight talks. Not a lot of planning hasn't been done on this end either, but Cyrus is asking when he can come back on too. So we'll have him on in the somewhat near future. Uh, we'll have to work that out. Work Bring out your schedules. A game. Bring your A game. <laughs> not the next one, please. I don't want to have to be compared to him. <laughs> yeah. Well, since he's following up, he'll just... be compared to you. Oh. oh, no, that's still not good for me. <laughs> be this. I'll do the side-by-side clips or something like that. We'll we'll put up a poll. We can do polls now. We yeah. put, who, which guest did you like better? No, that's never good for anybody. It'll be Sarah. <laughs> there you go. All right. So that will do it for us. I'm Jeff King. And I'm the Canadian. Thanks for listening. I've got a hundred thousand comics carefully collected, and all the action figures for them carefully selected. The posters and promotions for each superhero movie. My ringtone's Frank Furter and Ash saying, I've got each permutation of the Xbox and PlayStation. My anime collection is the finest in the nation.